Good day and nature. Today I've got a very special guest on my podcast slash YouTube channel. His name is Paul Claxton and he is an AI robotics entrepreneur. He's a public speaker, an author, an ex-Marine veteran and also a board advisor. I've spent the last two years learning from industry experts and successful business owners, going behind the scenes to discover what makes these entrepreneurs successful. Follow along with season eight of Unleash Your Focus podcast, where I dive in deeper than ever before, unlocking trade secrets, discovering what makes these entrepreneurs successful, but also really understanding their habits, frameworks, blueprints, secrets, and so much more. I also ask one important question, and that is how they have grown and scaled their business to a million or more. I'm excited that you are here and I can't wait for you to apply these strategies so you can become successful too. Welcome to Unleash Your Focus podcast, the number one place that will help you to start, grow and scale your online business today. Hi Paul, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Can you tell people a little bit about you and uh, where you're from? Yeah, uh, so uh, the long and the short is... um, Mm -hmm. When I graduated high school in 2000, I needed something to do and I didn't feel feel like I was ready for college. So I decided that I was going to join the Marine Corps and um, it was uh, quite an interesting story from then up until now. Um, I spent 10 years on active duty uh, with the Marine Corps and uh, did a number of deployments overseas. And I left the Marine Corps in 2010. I've been in technology ever since. I've done everything from uh, headhunting on 100% commission to ERP software project management. Uh, I've worked at marketing firms. um, And then for the last five years, I've been a technology entrepreneur, which have led me uh, to many different countries across the world um, and working in AI and robotics uh, and IoT uh, and leading multiple business efforts and and, uh, a few different companies where I'm currently a shareholder, a board advisor, um, or a partner of some sort. So uh, right now, the the major focus for me is AI and robotics Mm -hmm. and how we can use AI and robotics to offer sustainability and advancement Mm -hmm. and uh, better uh, humanity to uh, the global populations. That's awesome. So like you were saying now that, you know, obviously it was been, it's been a transition to get to where you come from. So how did the AI come about? How did you get into specifically that niche? Because that's very niche, right, to get into that. Well, I, I think um, AI is a really good industry to be in because, uh, you know, I, I think at any time that you, you look at, uh, you know, building a business or a career, uh, you want something that's that's got a long runway, right? And I think right. AI does have a long runway. I think mm-hmm. um, that there's going to be a lot of um, a lot of development in AI for many years to come. And I think that it is very um, uh, AI is still in in the in the baby stages. So I think there's a lot of opportunity there uh, because of that. And uh, being in technology, um, you know, I started out not knowing much about, you know, even what a Java programmer was or, um, you know, what um, uh, the different programming languages were. I didn't know those very basic things, but, you know, after learning those um, by, you know, kind of having, being in the trenches and learning from mentors and learning from, uh, you know, different experiences, setbacks and failures and so forth and taking all that 
um, you know, I kind of was given that essentially was kind of like a guiding light for me to know where do I want to be? Um, and, you know, what, what's, what's the most viable option for me where I can have the most impact. And I, I really think it is in AI and robotics. And I think those two, those two areas are really going to um, touch our lives in more ways than one uh, here, you know, uh, yeah. in present day and in, in the coming uh, decades. I really love that. I love that you said that, you know, you want to make an impact. Um, people that know me on my show and oh God, I do actually have a marketing agency and I do coach people, you know, small businesses, how to become good marketers in their own business if they can't afford the, you know, the expense of stuff. Um, and I really focus on impact-driven entrepreneurs. That's my brand. It's like, I really want to work with impact-driven entrepreneurs. So hearing that you say that you want to make an impact, I'm very intrigued by that. What drives you to make an impact in the world? It's interesting. I, I just talked about this uh, not too long ago mm -hmm. uh, to, to uh, um, one of my colleagues. Um, but I, I think it started with, you know, just learning about, um, yeah. you know, I was 18 when I joined the Marine Corps and the Marine Corps is always, always about, you know, everyone else but you, right? It's, it's yes. about, you know, serving your country, the man or the woman to the left or to the right of you. And, it, and it's really about putting everyone else first and living that lifestyle. And then, you know, kind of being indoctrinated and kind of in, into that way of thinking it, it built a set of core values within me. Um, but when I left the Marine Corps, you know, I really had to kind of find a way to continue that. Mm -hmm. And so I, I realized that there are more problems in this world than there are solutions. And, I feel like we really need to start kind of delivering education and, and you know, technology. And mm -hmm. uh, we, we really need to bring, um, you know, business opportunity, not just business opportunity, but mm -hmm. educational opportunity and just really a holistic uh, kind of uh, set of opportunities mm -hmm. that maybe we have in, in first world countries like America and so forth. But we need to bring that to the underserved communities and um, underserved markets, brick and mortar markets that might be lagging behind and so forth. And we we need to kind of um, essentially, you know, kind of move in, move away from the monopoly models, right? Yes. And I think if we do that, and and we focus on, you know, how how can we do that in this type of, such a way that is sustainable over a long period of time, mm -hmm. but also um, focuses on, um, you know, how, how do we kind of deliver that in humane ways, right? And, and civilized ways, um, not just all about making a dollar. Um, I think that comes when you deliver value, um, mm -hmm. if you put value first. And then uh, last but not least, how can we do that and uh, decrease our dependence on non-renewable resources? Mm -hmm. And I think Bringing, bringing all those together, decreasing dependence on non-renewable resources, um, doing business in, in humane, uh, more civilized ways um, than perhaps we have done in the past. And then um, again, you know, delivering that in, in ways that are uh, building up underserved markets or, um, you know, different areas of, of, of business or uh, society that are perhaps overlooked from time to time. And I think if we do that, we can make a greater impact as a global population and as micro communities. Gosh, that's amazing. 
That is so inspiring. And yes, you guys must listen to this because that is the best way to run a business is to is to think of other people first and putting, you know, solving the problems and driving with value instead of money. It is yeah. it's so, so important. Uh, so Paul, can we go a little bit into the exact AI things that you're doing? Because I mean, that's a big field in itself, right? And you said you had mentors and you learned how to do this. So a lot of people like me, myself, I am a complete and outer tech weenie. If I hear technology, I kind of like, ah, I don't know how to do this. Have you had that in the beginning? Like you just think you couldn't do this and you carried on doing it anyway and you dived into this AI world. Was this something that you struggled to do in the beginning and you just kept pushing because you believed it could be an impact? Yeah, so I, I think, you know, what I've done is I've, I've kind of... Um, you know, I'm more on the operational side of AI, so I've kind of stood on the shoulders of giants, so to speak, in terms of, you know, my business um, endeavors uh, and companies that I'm involved with, as mm -hmm. I said before, as a partner or a shareholder of some sort. Um, so I've kind of stood on the shoulders of, of giants or, uh, or uh, geniuses, so to speak. Yeah. Um, but I, I really believe from a creative, from a, from a, um, uh, right brain standpoint of view. Mm -hmm. um, I really believe that in terms of, uh, you know, AI, I, I think that, you know, it's the, the things that, that we generally think of as, um, uh, you know, we, we think of them passively or subconsciously, yeah. which means that we don't really think about them, right? Mm -hmm. But those things are going to have some sort of AI or technology um, built into them. And so virtually everything that you, you look at slowly but surely, mm -hmm. more things that you use on a day-to-day -day basis, mm -hmm. even, even consumer products like this pen, for example, mm -hmm. will have some sort of uh, data collection point uh, that some, some sort of hardware in it yeah. that, that uh, reverts back to a data collection point that essentially tells you, hey, you're 25% low on ink. Um, you know, it's only a, a couple more pages till you run out of ink, so to speak, right? Because how many times have we been writing and we ran out of ink or something like that, right? So it's it's just different things like that, that, you know, it, where AI has created a lot of opportunity and the, the things that you use from day-to-day uh, -day that you don't even think about um, are going to be things that we think about more and more. And because we're thinking about them, out of that is going to evolve more entrepreneurship, more opportunity, and more opportunity to solve problems in the world because they will be on the top of our mind. And see, the, I, I believe that the reason why we, we, we do have so many challenges and, and um, problems with no solutions is because we don't think about these things constantly, right? For example, there's a pollution problem or there's a water shortage. We, we don't know what we're gonna do when the water runs out. They, there is a water shortage, even in many countries uh, that don't have the money to manufacture water, right? And mm -hmm. so in America or in places maybe like New Zealand, we don't think about those things mm -hmm. because even though the air is polluted, we can still breathe. But what happens when the air is so polluted that we can't breathe? See, then it becomes top of mind. Then we start working to solve it. With, so with a heavier hand, right? Mm. Yeah, so true. Yep. So yeah. I think AI and robotics can do a lot there. Mm. Yeah, so it can really, it can change the way that we live 
in an indirect way that we don't even think it's possible. Yeah. In some ways. Yeah. That's pretty cool, actually. Well, what has been your biggest struggle in entrepreneurship? Uh, my biggest struggle in entrepreneurship has been, um, you know, how do, how do I think more creatively? Um, I, you know, I do believe that, you know, as an entrepreneur, um, your goal is, once again, you know, everybody gets into entrepreneurship, hopefully not just to make money, but hopefully to, to create a great product or service that's going to solve some real world, make some real world impact, right? Yes. And so in order to do that, you constantly have to be thinking creatively. We go back to Thomas Edison. It took him, what, over a thousand different tries to create the light bulb that, that really, it, it, was, it, was, it had demonstrable effect for mankind globally, right? What would we do without the light bulb? We'd still be burning candles. I mean, yes. you know, just think about what that's done for us, right? Mm -hmm. And so in order to do that, he had to constantly be thinking creatively. So, mm -hmm. you know, when you think about what's not working, I'm not talking about if you're an entrepreneur, what's not working in terms of uh, I'm not making the kind of money I want to make, or I'm not driving the kind of car or Ferrari I want to drive. I'm talking about what's not working to progress you towards your personal and, and professional business goals, right? Or, or uh, general goals, right? Uh, whether it be by an inch or a mile. So mm -hmm. when we look at what's not working, then it's time to mix it up, right? And find nice. a new ingredient mixture. And, and then when you find kind of, you know, so what I've learned to do, mm -hmm. uh, to your question, what I've learned to do and overcome, you know, things I've had to deal with yes. is when, it, you know, I do that. And then when I find the solution that works, I stick with it and then I build good habits on that, oh, right? So it's good. it's good habits on what is working. Yes, yeah. Yep. I love the fact that you talked about goals a little bit there too. You can see I've got a big hashtag goals behind me. Um, there's a reason for that because I always ask the goal question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and also um, I do, like I mentioned, I have students and um, you know, goals is a big part of what we do every week. How do you set goals? Well, the first thing is I, I, I love that, that you have that, that goals uh, sign behind you. Um, I actually just made a post on LinkedIn the other day, but goals to me stands for get over all losses. Right? Oh, and so, yep, that's, that's what goal stands for is get yeah. over all losses. Um, you know, and I think that goals, if you have real, real uh, uh, um, potent goals, so to mm -hmm. speak, I, I really think that if 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 you focus on them and they're pure, yeah. they have to be pure. You know, yes. it can't be a goal like, oh, I you know, I want to get a Ferrari. Like everybody wants to get a Ferrari, but what happens when they don't make Ferraris anymore? Then then what happens to that goal, right? <laughs> so it has to be intrinsic. It has to be pure. So you know, I I think you know, and back to your question, like setting goals, right? Mm -hmm. Right, like how you know, how do, how do I go about that? Yes. You know, I think that circles back to, um, you know, my philosophy that, you know, goals have to be, um, they almost have to be immortal, you know, in terms of, um, you know, in any, anything could change um, around you mm -hmm. in terms of your environment, mm -hmm. uh, you know, different things could change you, you, bad things, good things could happen, you could mm -hmm. lose you know, maybe, maybe, you know, you, your house forecloses or something, or maybe you win the lottery, but at the end of the day, your goals still should not change. Right. And so your goal can't really be, 
to get a Ferrari because if you win the lottery, you'll be able to buy that Ferrari. But like, then what happens, right? Then what do you do with your life, right? And so I really think the goals have to be, um, you know, they, they can't be dependent um, or interdependent on anything extrinsic. Uh, you know, they have to be very intangible. And so goals really have to be based on a set of values, right? Um, you know, and my goal has been to, you know, how can I improve people's lives? How can I, uh, you know, pay my knowledge for it or my experiences for it, which is one reason why I do these, these interviews, mm -hmm. because it's an opportunity for me, you know, to get on the stand and for me to, you know, share what I've learned, you know, and that, so that awesome. is my goal. My goal out of this is not, it's not publicity because that comes and goes, but if I can share some experiences that I've had yes. and to the listeners here, and, and then they can take that and remember it for the rest of their life. That yes. is my goal. That's so awesome. That is really amazing. And that's exactly why I created this podcast is exactly for that. And I've always said, I'll yep. never monetize this podcast because it's not about that for me. It's about, you know, sharing the value. Do you have a set of blueprint um, that you set your goals you know do you work on like 12 months nine months six months do you have like a set way that you set your goals interesting so i believe that that's very interesting you asked that um so i wrote a letter to myself in may uh it was on may 18th of and i i keep it in my notebook here may 18th of 2018 um and the letter is about how I felt at that time and what my greatest fears, uh, my, my greatest fears and concerns were and what my greatest struggles are that I feel that I had to deal with throughout my life. And what I wanted to know is that, I'm, see, I'm supposed to keep that letter throughout, throughout my life, right? And so when I turn 75, I wanna be able to read that letter and know if I, been, if I dealt with those fears and those, and I came through those struggles accordingly based on how I felt at that point yes. in time. So, so it, you know, kind of, you know, going, going back, back to your question in terms of, um, in, in terms of kind of like, um, how can I word this in, in terms of like, kind of, you know, bringing all that together. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I think that it's important to, um, kind of you know know yourself and I mean there's mm -hmm. a lot of different things that you can do whether it's meditation or writing a letter to yourself or uh, something along those lines but mm -hmm. I, I think that you know uh, you know either like kind of figuring out what your why is so to speak yes. and then yeah figuring out what your why is mm -hmm. um, and you know why you're doing what you're doing and uh, just dry letting letting yourself um just kind of pull through life like that right because every everything is going to change from one day to the next uh no day is ever the same it's it's like the water in, uh, in a river right the water is never the same so life's kind of ever flowing yeah um and with that with that being said um you kind of have to let the river of life just kind of like take you uh mm -hmm. you know down down the down the stream right but yes. um you know, at the, at the end of the day, uh, you should, you should ultimately know kind of, you know, where you're, where you're headed. You should have, um, you know, th those, those, um, 
you know, devices to kind of keep you afloat and, and, and yes. kind of guide you through through that river, so to speak. So that is that is what I do. I, I do a lot of self-introspection mm -hmm. and uh, reflection and, mm -hmm. you know, and I just keep it real with myself at the end of the day. Yeah. And it yep. is, it's, it's about keeping your goals real, right? It's about knowing the deeper exactly. why, the deeper why. So are you, are you very, I'm assuming, Paul, that you are very familiar with your deeper why? Because a lot of times it was like, I want to make money because I don't want to be broke. Or I want to make money because of this and that. But sometimes to dive into your deeper why, this is the thing that actually drives you, you know, every day. What is your deeper why in, in life? So I, I, I think, you know, my, my deeper why in life is, uh, so I'll give you an example. Yes. Um, you know, I've, I've experienced a lot in terms of, and a lot in my life, uh, mm -hmm. you know, from one extreme to another in terms of life and death. But if, if you think about, so there's over a hundred billion people that have ever lived on the face of the earth. And if you think about all those people, how many do we remember? 98% of them we don't remember, but a few we do. We remember the Rockefellers, we remember Thomas uh, Edison, we remember uh, Benjamin Franklin, because those people did something uh, those people did something unique and rememberable with their life, but most people, most people don't get remembered because they just kind of, yes. you know, most people are followers, quite honestly, and 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 that's okay, you know. I mean, if if that, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, yes. but if if you want to be remembered, um, you know, I I think at the end of the day, um, you know, if you want to set a legacy that's going to last, you know, generations or yeah. and you know, then you kind of got to work to do that every day. And um, yeah, I, I think it is possible. I think anything's possible, but you, you, you really got to work at it every day. Nice. Um, and the reason why I say that is because, um, you, you know, to find a deeper, like universal kind of meeting uh, in nice. life, um, the only thing that is real is life and death everything else is kind of like the alternate yeah. reality happening all at the same time. Right. So is, is it really real? It's, it's almost like if a tree falls in the woods, does it make a noise or does it make a sound? Right. So those are like the alternate yeah. realities that are going on. You know, there's, I'm in Ireland, but there's 350 million people in America that have all these different things happening at the same time. Right. When I'm here with you, but I'll never know about those things. Right. And right. so, if you want to make, if you want to make things real, like if you want to really have deep, true meaning in your life, do something crazy. Like in my opinion, like, I mean, just do something crazy. And then when you think you've done something crazy, do something crazier. <laughs> That's why they say entrepreneurs are crazy. Like, I mean, if you really, really want to want to do something, you know, and, and be remembered for it, do something crazy. I'll give you an example. Um, Dennis Rodman, he, he, he wasn't the best basketball player. He was certainly the best rebound, uh, rebounder in the NBA. But you know what? Nobody remembers Dennis Rodman for his rebounds. Everybody remembers Dennis Rodman because he's that crazy dude that walked down the basketball court and he had the colored hair and he was always just, he was always doing something. That's what people remember Dennis Rodman for. And so, you know, if you don't be afraid of what other people think, that's that's where you get the true meaning out of life. Um, Michael Jordan is another example. He always mm -hmm. he would always play ball with his tongue sticking out, you know, and um, may, maybe people thought that was stupid at first. You know, what is this guy like? A, 
you know, turn, what is he trying to imitate some kind of animal or something? But, you know, at the end of the day, that became his signature. Yeah. And then people kind of admired him for it. Like, wow, that must like help him fly better or something like, you know, so at the end of the day, you know, go with, go with what you believe in, whether mm -hmm. you think it's dumb or somebody else thinks it's dumb, but it, at the end of the day, people are going to find meaning in that if you are consistent with it, mm -hmm. if you stick with it, if you believe in it, and if you see true meaning in what you believe in, then other people believe it, and then they'll see true meaning in it. And that's the meaning, you know, that's how you find deeper meaning, in my opinion. I love that. That is amazing. Yep. Paul, you are inspiration through and through and on this show. This show is about inspiring entrepreneurs to either start a business or also if they're stuck, maybe they've had a few failures and they're just kind of not sure if they want to carry on. So we do have quite a chunk of listeners that is listening to the show that is getting inspired by entrepreneurs like yourselves. What advice would you have for somebody that is sitting on that fence and they're like either stuck or they haven't really started? What advice would you have for somebody like that? Hmm. Well, I, I would say, um, you know, the, the, the first thing to, I, I would say the first you know, way to get unstuck, right? It's, it's mm -hmm. kind of like, I remember when I was a kid and, and I would just tear up my room. I'd throw my toys all over the place, you know, and have a good time with my friends and everything. But when the party was over, my mom would say, go clean up your room. And I go into the room and it looked like a junkyard. <laughs> like, I was like, okay, where do I start? Like, you know, but at the end of the day, you got to start somewhere, right? And it's all about finding a place for those things that are out of place or that you feel are out of place, right? It's like, I just moved into a new, um, a new condo um, a couple weeks ago. And when we got here, everything was just all over stuff all over the living room I did I couldn't find I was losing my mind because I like order and I couldn't find my iPhone cords I, it was just like I, I actually bought extra iPhone cords and then literally after I had everything put away like a week later I go to look in the trash can and there's iPhone cords in the trash can I'm like where are my iPhone cords in the trash can I'm like surely all these cords work sure enough they do but See, when we were moving, we threw our iPhone cords in the trash can because we need a container. And so, oh, the trash can work, right? But the point to that is, is that everything has a place. And mm -hmm. so if you're stuck, start finding a place for the stuff that seems out of order. Mm -hmm. That's number one. Number two, when you get unstuck, eliminate, try to eliminate your options. Because, you know, if you have too many options, for example, if I, I, I got iPhone cords, everything has a place, right? My iPhone cords are always in one, two or three places, right? Mm -hmm. They're not in they're and, and they're plugged in the sockets, right? Ready to go. Anytime I need to charge my phone, I know I can go to three to four, maybe five places in my house where there are outlets and the cords are, are already ready to go. I don't have to look for a cord. They're not in like 50 different drawers. See, if my iPhone cords are in like, you know, all these different drawers, I'd, I'd be running around the house like a, a, a wild dog, you know? And so <laughs> that is, that is the thing. If you want to get unstuck, find a place for the stuff in your life that seems out of place and then keep it there. And then next start eliminating your options. Mm -hmm. Simplicity is sophistication. Yes. 
I love that. Unleashes, that is like the best advice that I've heard in a long time yep. from Paul. It's, it's, it is really good to find. And it's very interesting that you say that, Paul, because just the other day I spoke to a friend of mine and we haven't caught up for a while and we caught up probably about three days ago and we talked about alignment and, you know, finding your, your like this, um, you were talking about there's the spirit of, um, if you're not supposed to do this thing in entrepreneurship and the spirit doesn't align with you, because we're all like floating around on earth in some way, shape or form. Yeah. And if you don't, if you're not supposed to do this thing and you're not in alignment, it's just not going to happen. It doesn't matter how much you try and push and do something. And that's why there's so many entrepreneurs exactly. struggling for years doing this thing that it just never picks up because it's just not what they're supposed to do. It's just not in the alignment. I love that. It's all, it's, it's all about momentum. I mean, you know, yes. like, again, you know, I'll go back to the iCorp thing. If I have to walk around my house spending 15, 20 minutes looking for an iPhone court when I'm supposed to be starting my work day, exactly. that's that's 15 waste. to 20 minutes. See, I'm not starting my day right right exactly. there, you know? And so it's it's all about momentum and, and mm -hmm. keeping, you know, you, you want to keep mm -hmm. momentum in, in kind of every area of your life. And, yes. and you, you kind of want to keep that order and and every and, and in that way, your mind has, mm -hmm. has room to think, right? And another thing I'll bring to you is that it's, it's also all about, um, you know, it's, it's not just about, you know, physical things like iPhone ports, but it, but it is certainly about, um, you know, order in other parts of your life too. Like I've, I've had to, I've had to get things out of my life that had no place in my life. And that could have been people could have been jobs, relationships. Mm -hmm. I had to get them out of my life, you know? And the other thing is, is that, you know, if, if I do have, people that are supposed to be in my life but maybe you know things aren't right with them then then I got to get things right with them mm. or at least I got to get that settled in my mind I got to find mm. a place for that in my mind you know mm. I've had to do that a lot over the years so you know again you know and then thirdly so that's the emotional side mm -hmm. um and the emotional mental and then the physical side um the reason why I'm up at you know after it's after 11 p.m here um yeah but it's because I, I have the physical energy. I could do this at 3am if I had to, but I have the physical energy to, 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 to do this. Right. And, and that is because I keep up with my health. You know, I go to the gym regularly. I do that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I, I think those things are important to yes. not even yeah. ever getting stuck in the first place. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. And I get yep. what you're saying with the fitness thing. Cause I've recently started to get into fitness um, probably this last couple of months now because I kind of went off of the rails you know because you just and, and I know this is a struggle in entrepreneurship because you get so focused in what you're building that you you forget about looking after yourself and um, I have a mentor and we went through this thing and I'm getting back onto the health wagon and it's been amazing the last three months had just the clarity that you have right when you when you're fit yeah. and you're healthy and it's just the clarity in your business is just absolutely amazing it's very true what you're saying I like that it doesn't have to be painful. I think most people look at fitness as something that, that that's going to be like, you know, it's going to be like very painful and like, you know, but it can be very, it can be very enjoyable too. Exactly. So, you know, yeah. find, find a physical activity that, that gets you sweating and, and exactly. I, I promise you, like, you're going to feel great. Exactly. I've joined a challenge called The Conqueror. I don't know if you heard about it, Paul. So basically you do mm -hmm. virtual things because now in New Zealand, it's really cold. It's miserable. It's raining. It's just winter. Like it's really for the next three months. It's just not really outside running weather and things like that. 
so there's this thing called a conqueror and you get like physical medals so you join you pay like i think about like 150 US dollars or something like that but it's like stupid cheap and you actually get a physical medal that they send you once you completed a certain amount of kilometers on the challenges so i'm in like a group of girls and we're doing this together and it's so cool because it's just it's that drive right it's just that finding that something that inspires you to just keep helping yep. yeah it's yeah little For things sure. little things mm. Well, the, world's, the world's definitely an interesting place and and, and I, I, <laughs> yeah. I will say um there, there's a lot there's a lot to know and find out and and you know I'll, I'll also say um continue you know again with with getting unstuck I, I know this is a lot about you know getting unstuck and and uh and everything but um you know just continue to, to investigate investigate the world don't live in a cocoon uh, I've been living in Ireland. I've lived in Mexico for four months, uh, about a year ago. You know, just travel the world, get to know the world, um, educate yourself in that kind of way, um, and get those experiences, get that informal education. Um, and it, it's really going to open your eyes to, to new things because, you know, cultures are, cultures are built to, um, culture, societies are built to make th people think a, a certain way. You know, that's, that's why the United States has a totally different way of life than North Korea or China, right? So because yep. those are cultures built to make people think a certain way. True. You know, it's it's like we we eat cows and pigs in the U.S. and you know, unfortunately, they eat dogs and cats in China. And it's just like you know, but why is that? And it's because they build these cultures to 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 get people to think a certain way. And so when you when you get used to thinking a certain way you also get stuck sometimes, right? So go travel the world, open up your mind and, and, and think, you know, just don't be afraid to try new stuff, basically. Exactly. How many countries have you lived in, Paul? Jeez, uh, I've been in Australia. Um, haven't lived there, but I've only lived in, technically I was stationed in Iraq for over a year. So technically I've lived technically, there, yeah. but um, <laughs> Uh, I, I lived in Mexico, um, Ireland, and then uh, obviously the U.S., but I, I've been in many more countries than that. So how many have you traveled then, just traveling? Oh, uh, Australia, Switzerland, Germany, uh, yes. Kuwait, um, Ireland, uh, North, uh, the U.K., uh, Mexico, Canada, and obviously the U.S., yes. um, Am I missing anything? <laughs> You're missing New Zealand. Uh, you have to come to New Zealand, Paul. That's your next one. Yeah, yeah. I um, I, I, I've always wanted to go. Um, I have a, actually have a fascination with islands, so I think New Zealand nice. would be a pretty cool place to go to. Yeah, it really, really is. And there's lots of like, if you make a whole thing out of it, there's lots of islands around New Zealand that is really awesome to go to. Um, like there's one called Rarotonga, which is really amazing. It's this tiny little island, but it's just so beautiful and tropical. Um, and it's like three hours flight from New Zealand. So it's all three and a half hours. So it's like, if you do something like that, oh. you must do all of the little islands around. It's so beautiful. Wow. Mm. <laughs> that would be really cool. Um, Paul, this has been fantastic. I really appreciate your time. Do you has, have anything yeah. else that you want to add to the audience before we finish this interview? No, uh, I, I, I will just say live long and prosper. And yes. um, the other thing is too, uh, it, you know, I've given some advice and suggestions here on the, on the um, interview. 
Lots but uh, that's up to you to decide what to keep yeah. and what to throw away. Because not all advice is, even my advice, not, e not all advice is good advice. So. Well, I think it has been amazing. I think your advice has been proper sound and it's just been very inspirational. So I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. And I know it's late by you, you. So even more so, I do appreciate your time and speaking to the audience and inspiring them. That's really amazing of you. So thank you very much, Paul. I appreciate you. Yep. Thank you. Cheers.